everyone, welcome back to our Live from the Dead. As we promised last week, in order to celebrate the 75th anniversary of VE Day, we are going to continue our series of interviews with the leaders who made the victory possible. As you know, I have the craziest talent to be able to connect for a few moments with the underworld and interview long-dead historical figures. So today we are going to meet the famous Joseb Bizarros de Gorzavili. Okay, it doesn't ring any bell. Maybe you know him under his alias, the Man of Steel, Stalin? So maybe... So, Mr. Supreme Leader of the Soviet Union, we are very happy to meet you. Personally, I'm quite scared, as you have sent millions of people to brutal labour camps. Even your close collaborators were treated quite harshly, as 93 of the 139 Central Committee members were killed, and 81 of your 103 generals and admirals were executed. So, let me ask you the question that would send me directly through the window, in order... And other times, so Joseph Stalin, how do you consider yourself? As a national hero or a cold-blooded murderer? Let me be clear with you, little, little man. I have sacrificed myself, my reputation, my family, my soul, for the most beautiful cause, for the sake of communism. I have always put my mission over everything. I was, and still is, the hero of the USSR. It is clear for me that to be an efficient leader, you need to understand that the end justifies the means. It is true that I was very sad to send millions of people to their death, and you have to admire my efficiency, as it is estimated that I have sent more than two, two, 22 million people to their deaths. And you have to admire me, as I am the only leader in the world who has the integrity to let my own son die in a concentration camp. The Nazis had proposed me to free him in a prisoner swap, but I refused, possibly as I believed that Yakov had, had surrendered voluntarily. I'm here to teach him a lesson. So little Yakov died in Sashusen concentration camp in 1943. But he, he had learned his lesson and all my precious entourage with him. Do you think all any of your leaders would have accepted that? The only thing that I liked about the, the American French president, American French president Roosevelt, it was his eldest son, Teddy. His weak father and the soft American army tried to stop him from doing his duty and keep him away from fighting on D-Day. And as real man, he refused and took part in the invasion. So little, little man, you have, a, you have to be a cold-blooded murderer. You have to accept the steep price to achieve the grandeur of communism. But still, Mr. Supreme Hero, how could you have slept at night with so many million deaths on your hands? Vodka. I have never been to bed without a proper quantity of vodka. Vodka is the best drink in the world. It is the best medication for every aliment. Even also, but also, I've been educated about how ruthless to be cr- um, cruel and evil. I was born into poverty. My father was alcoholic and he used to hit me for fun. At seven years old, I caught the smallpox and I was left with scars and a different arm. So the other children bullied me endlessly. I could not wait to send them to the gulag or to execute them gladly. So teachers, parents, remember, bullying has lasting consequences. Still, it's incredible to think your mother wished for you to be a priest. Is it right? Absolutely. My mother was a saint. She was completely subdued by the Orthodox Church. So as 
and was a good pupil, I was awarded a scholarship to go and study in a seminar. But then I received a real call to fight the revolution. And in 1907, I became a true hero for the cause by rubbing up the Yanks in Tiflis. I was very successful as I had up 250,000 rubles, approximately 3.4 million US dollars. Not bad, isn't it? So you children, listen and learn. Whatever you do, be the best. Do you think, do you think that now you have time to reflect that you did the best job possible? Well, to be perfectly honest, in quite a rage that about history, treating learning, how was just as bad as me, but died quite rapidly. So it's treated better by history. Soon after his death, and with my naive agreement, Lenin's body was embalmed and placed in Moscow as the square. His supporters attempting to develop a personality cult have given exaggerated accounts of his leadership, many of which now have been refuted by historians. Although Lenin can finally be referred to as the father of the Soviet Union, he was just as bad as me. During during the revolution, Lenin imprisoned and exiled his opponents, caused large-scale famine of his agricultural policies, and forced thousands of peasants, farmers, among others, into forced labor camps. Lenin was just as bad as me, to have money, but, but has managed better communication. It's not fair. What about Hitler? What do you think of him? You signed an agreement with him, and he betrayed you. Lenin was as bad as me, but Hitler was worse, much worse than me. When I learned about his betrayal and how he had invaded my secret country, I was in such a rage that I could not talk for several days. As my, as my generals had warned me not to trust his, the snake. But December 1941, the Germans had almost reached Moscow. I refused to leave city, deciding that the victory must be won at any cost. The Battle of Stalingrad was the turning point of the war. I attacked the city, bearing my name to humiliate me, but I warned, but I warned my soldiers not to step backwards. They suffered over a million casualties, but managed to defeat the Nazis. In 1943, the Soviet army, under my leadership, started the long push back into Germany and all the way to Berlin. Unfortunately, the snake had killed himself. But remember, there would have been no victory, no V-Day, without the ferocious fight of the Soviet Union under my leadership. It is, is it true that in the unworld, the great Julius Caesar and Napoleon were watching as ghosts the parade in the Red Square in the 1940 and exclaimed, If I had the Soviet tanks, I would have been invincible, to Alexander. If I had, if I had Soviet airplanes, I would, have, I would have conquered the world, said Caesar. If I had the, pro- the Pravada, the world would have never heard about the Waterloo, has explained, explained Napoleon. Is it true? Do you have any idea how you could be punished for a simple joke? Once I delivered this speech to a large audience in Kremlin, Kremlin, suddenly someone sneezed. So I asked, who sneezed? Everyone was shaking and no one dared to confess. So I was the first row to rise and leave. He'll be shot. Everyone applauded. So I asked one more time, who sneezed? Silence. So I ordered second row to rise and leave. He'll be shot. Ovation shield, he'll great stubborn. So I asked, who's, so who sneezed? The man raised in the back row, shaking. It was me, sorry, and me. I just said, no big deal. Bless you, comrade. No, of course it's not true. It's a joke. Why aren't you laughing at my joke? Do you really want to be executed?
Absolutely very funny. Unfortunately, it is time to part. What are your hobbies in the underworld? Do you have a favourite book? My favourite book is Animal Farm. I love how the pigs grab methodically the fair, such as a great book, of course, inspired by me. My favourite hobby is, as usual, to play drinking games and to eat the delicacies prepared by my chef Spiridon, whose grandson is now the president, present Russian leader, Vladimir Putin. So if you ask me what is my hobby, I would answer that I collect jokes about myself. Really? How many have you collected? Two and a half labor camps worth. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a time, good time to say goodbye. Have a lovely return to the underworld next week. Stay tuned. We have invited the General de Gaulle for our celebration of V-Day. Stay tuned. Stay safe. Stay home. Well done.